This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Horror Movie Talk. We just wanted to plug our local event at Vancouver, Washington, Kiggins Theater on Main Street because we're going to have some live screenings of some horror classics that we're going to make very special with a cult-like atmosphere and special games and audience interaction. And it's something that we want everyone in the local area to come to and anyone that's wealthy enough to travel to. Portland, uh, Vancouver area, um, to see a middling podcast put on a live event. So, um, the lineup of movies, we've got our season planned starting March 25th. We're going to be screening the exorcist then April 22nd, the burbs and May 27th, the fly stepping starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. And then to wrap up the season, we're going to do hereditary on June 24th. 4th. Yeah. So please come to that. Um, Doors open at 9. Pre-show begins at 9.30 at night. Go to kickinstheater.com. That's theater R-E, right? Yep. And uh, buy tickets there. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Welcome, welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your hosts each week are me, Doctor Bryce Hansen. I hold a PhD in spookology, and across from me sits Professor David Day. I'm the foremost expert in scare no nos. Uh, we get. We uh, cover new theatrical releases, this being one of them. Uh, we give them priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. We've got a great show today. We're going to be reviewing the phenomenal Whoa. Studio 666. It's a crazy, it's a crazy ride. Yeah. It uh, reminded me of this drop. Continuous country. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, before we get started, we just want to give a plug for our website, horrormovietalk.com. Um, there you'll find links to all the things to get involved with the show. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so please leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, our number is 682-253-4468. If you're new to the show, it we start out every show giving a brief synopsis and review of the film. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry. Only a few have ever scored 1. Yeah, literally, I think, 2. Because we like horror, so, you know, it's not... Usually a miserable dredge. Um, five being perfectly average and ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers in our spoiler section, which is delineated. So if you haven't seen the film, you can listen up to that point and not have anything spoiled. Later on, we're going to be playing an audience favorite game, or at least a certain segment of the audience. We're going to be playing Make It Better. Oh, boy. Which might give you a hint of how great this movie is. Hey, you know, I just want to do a quick plug. I think it's it de- they're not super dependable on when they release, but I'm going to be on I will have been on Nightlight Horror Movie Club's podcast review of The Platform, uh which should have released last week uh if this is the second week of March. Um so go ahead and check out that podcast over there. I really love The Platform. Uh, so, and I love those girls over at nightlight, so go check it out. Give it a lesson. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. So, um, again, we watched studio six, 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 and it was a pile of foo. <laughs> Here's the trailer. Here is the trailer. Foo fighters. You've got to get me a record. It's our 10th album. We got to break the mold on this one. Let's out. Let's go somewhere we've never been. 
This place is amazing. Do you guys get this overwhelming sense of death? Ooh, doesn't really seem like the right fit. Whoa, that's rad. That was weird. The sound of this house is the sound of album 10. All right, aren't you guys? Amps, living room. Let me apologize in advance for all the rock we're about to make. Got a couple of ideas I've been working on. I'll lay them on you. Dude, wait, 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 wait. It's called Everlong, and you wrote it about 20 years ago. How are you feeling? Everything okay? Ever since we moved into this house, my mind is flooded. We all have writer's block. This is not just a creepy rock and roll house. It allows spiritual entities to cross into our world. One flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy. It's this place, man. Let's finish the track. Can we just wait, dude? Destroy the drums. You found a new musical note? Hell yes, I did. It's an L. Any chefs in the grill? I'm pretty handy on the grill. Yeah, you like your meat charred and dry. Ah! Let's make a killer barbecue. What do we do? We go save his ass. Is the album almost done? Yeah, it's killer. Here you go, man. Finish the song. You did. Sounds like a great movie. Yeah, it does sound. Sounds fabulous. like a sounds like a blast. Sounds like a blast beat. Uh, Studio six 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 is in theaters now. Maybe <laughs> true as of this <laughs> recording. Um, I don't expect it to be in there long. We, I was gonna go see what was it the curse the cursed. cursed yeah, and it was in like two theaters and it's only been out for like a week yeah. So, movies don't stay on for too long. Studio 666, starring the Foo Fighters, tells the story of the band recording its 10th album in a haunted mansion. Decades earlier, the mansion was the site of an infamous rock band murder-suicide. Slowly, as the plot unfolds, it's revealed that there's a connection to a more sinister influence and Dave Grohl becomes the pawn in a demon's attempt to open, attempt at opening a portal to hell. What a new fresh take on hell. You got to open a portal to it somehow. Mm -hmm. Go on. Um... Instead of a pentagram, this time it's the star of David. <laughs> it's yeah, a six-pointed kinda. star. Well, not it's not yeah, it kind of. It's it is more reminiscent. Let's yeah, say. the outline. It's got the uh, it's got all the makings of it. Yeah, pentagram. it's got a six or, six points, yeah, not five. So, um, it's probably opening seven. a portal to Jewish hell, Ooh. or it's just your mother saying, so, like, "Why hell. don't you call? <laughs> <laughs> Where are my grandkids?" <laughs> Um, so this is what you get if you combine A Hard Day's Night with a Charles Band movie and give it way more budget than it deserves. Um, in terms of movie making craft, this is a pretty shitty movie. Uh, the pacing is awful. The one hour and 50 minute runtime could have been cut down to 70 minutes and lose absolutely nothing. Nothing. Zero. Um, the direction is extremely flat. I've seen industrial safety education videos with more creativity. Um, if you're looking for gore, though, it is here, and there's some genuinely cool death scenes, but you're going to have to wait for about an hour and 30 minutes for the actual horror part of the horror movie to happen. Um, it's not all bad. In fact, this is a very fun movie with a lot of moments that I really liked. It was enjoyable. I, I mentioned The Beatles' A Hard Day's Night because I do think it's an apt comparison. In both movies, they're really carried by the charm and humor of the band itself. 
These are not professional actors, <laughs> but their goofy, hammy acting is endearing and fun to watch. True. Um, is this a movie you should rush to see in theaters? No, definitely not. But if you want to watch an oddity and have a few laughs, you could do worse than Studio 666. Um, again, it was fun, like in the same vein of like, if you want to watch a movie that's so bad, it's good. And like endure kind of like moments where you're shaking your head of like, what's the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. To get to the points where it's like genuinely someone hamming it up. Yeah. And like overacting uh, to a fun degree. Um, This is right in your wheelhouse. Again, if you like those full moon uh, production movies. This is the best one of those you've ever seen. (laughs) Right. Um, So I score it very generous generously at a four out of ten i think that's a real fair score yeah uh, i give it a four as well because um, it's it's not a good movie but mm-hmm. it's enjoyable enough to where it's like yeah it's an enjoyable bad movie this is a regrettable thing that happened here let's be clear mm-hmm. because it is very funny for right. the first hour this movie so this movie a lot of regrettable things happened here um the main thing being the editing and the 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 lack of editing really in a lot of different ways in the story in the script in the and especially on the editing room floor like all that editing needed to happen and instead um people just went is dave Grohl? you don't touch dave Grohl's story or writing and it's like yeah you do yeah you do yeah you do you need him you need to punch it up a lot this movie didn't know what it was this movie should have just been a comedy horror, right? right? Comedy? And when comedy, comedy horror, people go, you know, what about scary movie? That's a, in the horror genre. No, it's not. It's comedy about horror. Mm -hmm. Tucker and Dale versus evil. That's a comedy horror. No, it's not. It's a comedy about horror. And this is, this should have been a comedy about horror. Instead, it goes, hey, I'm a comedy movie. And now I'm a horror movie too. And it tries to shoehorn in this scary element that doesn't really work very well at all. Oh, I don't know. I mean... You were I, scared? I, I put it in the same vein as like Cabin in the Woods where it's like there is genuine, you know, horror and slasher stuff and like graphic deaths and monsters. But for the most part, it's the premise is funny. Um. I think I, I disagree that it can't. There can't be a comedy horror movie that it's either a comedy about horror. I or think a this horror movie. should have been. Look, I'm not saying whatever you think about. I, you're taking something I didn't say and turning it into a thing. I'm saying this should have been a comedy movie about horror, and I stand by that. This 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 thing where they try and shoehorn in a bunch of like serious horror in the end of it, it didn't work at all. It's for me, um, but and then. Like, I agree completely with what you said about this being shorter. This is absurdly long for what it was. Yeah, I mean, we just watched this. We just recorded the episode on Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. and Which that, was a perfect example in the opposite direction. Right, that was an hour and 20 minutes, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was tight. Yeah. Things happened. Yeah. <laughs> and the story was told, and then it finished. Way more things happened in TCM than did uh, Studio 666. Yeah. But you literally have to wait until like the last 20 minutes before... Things start to wrap up a any, little bit? Anything is actually like finally explained and stuff happens. Yeah. Everything uh, up to that point is like the sprinkling of like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. I think the biggest sin that this movie commits is... um is it's approached in the same way that a band would approach a tour DVD mm. or a for the fans DVD, right. Right. which is, the, which is, it basically has this, um, uh, uh, what, what, what do you want to call it? This, this thought behind it. Uh-huh. Well, what, a, what are the fans of the Foo Fighters like? What do they want to see? They want to see the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Just give them the Foo Fighters right. and they'll be happy. And yeah, if we're talking about straight up fans of the Foo Fighters wanting Foo Fighters content, yeah. But this is not that. This is a 
theatrical release movie, and there are certain rules you got to follow. It just doesn't have to be. It 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 can't just be a movie. Uh, it, like it can't just be the Foo Fighters, in then in parentheses movie. You know, it has to be a movie with parentheses Foo Fighters. Yeah, I mean, I think the the end product follows the story of the production a little where (laughs) like it it's very obvious what happened by watching this movie which is Foo Fighters either got approached or had an idea to be like let's make a low budget horror movie I think that's it I think yeah I think Dave Grohl was like I got this thing I I think I read that they were kind of approached and they're like well that's a terrible idea but then Dave started thinking about it and he's like well what if we did this yeah and then they're like, okay, let's let's do that. And it starts out as like that idea. And then as time goes on and you're uh, you're probably an insanely wealthy musician that never has to pull back on anything, you just like, well, let's spend more on this and let's spend more on this to where all of a sudden this low budget movie, all of a sudden you've put in millions and millions of dollars and it's an actual like Hollywood production value movie. And because you're... Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, you know Whitney Cummings, and right. you can get uh, you know you 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 get all kinds of g- goofy cameos to right. come in that just add to the playtime of everything, really. Right, <laughs> right. Um, to where if the original intention was like we're going to make a Hollywood movie, like an actual comedy horror movie with the Foo Fighters, and we're going to spend this much on it you would probably have a much more coherent and well-crafted movie. Yeah. But this feels very much like a um, high school student uh, video production project right? in terms of structure. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, that's the most apropos thing that's been said. Like, this is this is laugh-out-loud funny in a lot of parts. Right. This, is a, it, this is a fun time. Right. But it's also a total slog. Right. Um, and it's a, that's why I pull in like Charles Band because that's <laughs> fly by the seat of, by the seat of your pants. It's not it's exploitational in that you're exploiting the moment. It's, you're exploiting this one thing. Get it out there. Yeah, it's so similar to Charles Band movies that down to the location uh-huh. felt it felt like this was filmed in the Ghoulies' house. Right. Like I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent certain. I'm pretty sure it's not the same house, but uh-huh. I'm not 100% certain it's not the same house. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, do with that information what you will. We'll get into spoilers next. But before that, let's talk about nightchannels.com. Ooh. Nightchannels.com is a longtime advertising partner and really brings a lot of value to our listeners, mostly because all we have to do is ask you to go visit nightchannels.com and I promise you if you browse their selection of horror themed t-shirts and hoodies you're going to find something that you can't live without unique designs that you're not going to find at Hot Topic um, or on the backs of every um, uh, every person at a Foo Fighters concert so you're <laughs> go there just uh, sh- browse around you're going to find something that you can't live without and then when you check out Put in code HMT in your shopping cart to get 13% off. That's our gift to you. Um, And support them supporting us. Um, Also, if you're listening to these commercials and the upcoming commercials and you don't want to, and if you just want to hear the show earlier than Wednesday, go to our Patreon and and subscribe to the level that gets you early access and commercial-free episodes we've really gone to extreme lengths to make sure that all of our patrons are getting the maximum amount of value that they can possibly get bang bang for your buck money for five bucks a month um you get access to uh two years worth of after pods Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother podcast that we uh record right after every single uh you know there's four releases a month Sometimes five releases a month of the afterpod. So there's right. years and years of us talking about our personal lives and shooting the shit and having fun. And that's the base level. Right. And it just goes up from there. You know, you can vote on a movie a month at 15 bucks a month. You can get early access. 
to podcasts with no commercials. You can There's even exclusive episodes called the the pretentious episodes. You can even advertise your company uh, after being on the forty five dollar a month tier uh, on our podcast for something like if you've been on there for two months. So you yeah. can either even buy advertising slots and a, and a full 10 minute, yeah. 20 minute long interview with us. Which is not a terrible deal, to be honest. No, uh, it's a better price than what our advertisers have to pay. So, uh, okay. So, um, another thing, go to our website. We've got a shop there. We can sell logo tees and lots of cool stickers designed by Dustin Goble. Um, Dustin Goble, if you don't know, is our resident artist. He's a professional artist who fucks hard, and you can find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 um, Reach out to him and let him know you love his work. And, you know, if you've got some ducats in your pocket shaking and making sound, you can hire him for a commission of your very own. And he does fantastic work for his commissions. We've seen a couple listeners um, commissions, and it's shockingly good. Um, again, if you want to call us, call 682-253-4468. Thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. I was, okay. I have to start this. Do you mind if I... Yeah, what's your hot take? Well, that I already gave my oh, hot okay. take, uh, which is this is just a DVD of mm. of a tour. Right. Kind of. the that, that was the mindset they came into this with of like, they want to see us. It's like, right. no, we want to see a movie that has you in it. Right. Like that's... it's But, um, but I will say this, like, uh, oh, we recorded a quick take review um, for this. Yeah. Did I ever upload that shit? I didn't upload that. Oh, I need to do that. Well, in that quick take review, um, we I I asked you a question, which is this is the first thing that comes to mind any single time mm-hmm. that the Foo Fighters are brought up, which is like, I just go, I just feel so lukewarm about the Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. I just feel nothing. Right. It's which is worse than feeling anger almost mm. about because for a lot of reasons, like I just feel. Like they're just I okay. So you're Dave Grohl, uh-huh. you're the fucking drummer for Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Like you, and by the way, like in all the interviews with Nirvana that I've watched, like Dave Grohl is more affected than even Kurt Cobain. You know, he's kind of like fuck the world, blah blah blah. You know, he's just such a such a little scoundrel dick. And you're like, you're like, and and he's part of the band that uh-huh. kicked off grunge. And you're like, wow, this guy really like stood for like just apathy and like just like being like an artist in his early career mm-hmm. which was arguably one of the most early careers of a- anybody's ever had in music ever mm-hmm. aside from maybe some of the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix and and then you transition into the most Tom Petty Americana rock and roll bullshit that I can think I'm so sorry Foo Fighters fans this is the dumbest thing I could possibly start this off with but i just i I just and then he becomes like this sweetheart and i'm just like what happened to you man and the answer is like he he grew out of it and became a responsible adult and Mm -hmm. we should commend him for being a good guy like he's a nice guy i just feel like it's some sort of weird cop like there's some sort of part of me that's like why isn't he dave girl from nirvana and i don't even love nirvana (laughs) it's it must be so weird for Dave Grohl um, and similarly Paul McCartney like to be like this is 70 years after or like 30 years after this band that you're in for a couple years yeah and you've had an, an your entire career your entire life has been something else that you're also very very famous for very you, even bigger right for and all anyone wants to know is about, like, but what about what about Nirvana? Ugh. What was Kurt Cobain like? Brutal. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Whew. Like, thank you for bringing up this trauma of my friend committing suicide oh, so I can should, never live out of it. You should be so fucking lucky, you know? <laughs> this is, like, you've reached such uh, influential pinnacle of humanity. But that- I mean, it's like... 
in Nirvana, he was the drummer. He was great. He's a good drummer, not like the best drummer in the world, but it's like in terms of musicality and your impact on pop culture, like it's not being the drummer in Nirvana is cool, but it's not as impressive as heading Foo Fighters for like 20 years and having your own artistic output of like your own songs and, and, uh, basically single-handedly saying like, I'm going to be a famous rock band now. What if <laughs> before I actually have a band? Okay. I'm going to paint a pretend scenario for you real quick. What if Dave Grohl like gets approached by like the millionth fan and he's, uh, you know, he's so kind uh, all the time, but right, this right. is just the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and they're like, so tell me about Kurt Cobain. And he's like, instead of, instead of like listing off his, all of his other, impressive credentials he goes right. you know i was in studio 666 <laughs> uh, uh, he's like you know i was in a theatrical release movie how many of those was kurt cobain in i'm really okay. only here to talk about rampage uh, <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's got it okay so here's the thing like Every time I hear him interviewed, especially about Kurt Cobain, like Howard Stern, every time he's on it, is like, can't leave it alone. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just talk about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana the entire time. Because like, Howard Stern's a good interviewer and knows what people want to hear about. <laughs> and, like, how many times does Dave Grohl have to ex- talk about Kurt Cobain and say how intimidating he was, like, at his artistic prowess and his songwriting abilities before he's just like, okay, this guy... Kurt Cobain was like in his twenties at the time, and yeah, he he was good. But I'm like a fully matured adult that knows, you know, so how much to more how to world. write songs and about the world, and you know, I'm not a little whiny bitch. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I I it it just must be like how how long do you have to say about how much you revered this guy? In your 20s. Like, yeah. I revered people in my 20s that I look back at now and I'm like, oh, they're kind of weird yeah. people or immature themselves. And like, I'm, I would never revere them now as a full grown, fully grown adult. Let's, let's take a minute to pay tribute to the real, real unsung hero here. The real unsung hero here is Dave Grohl's therapist. <laughs> Can you imagine how many times he's been like, I'm just so sick of talking about Kurt Cobain. He'd be like, Dave, let's bring it down. Remember, we have to focus on Studio 666. You can't talk ill of Kurt Cobain. You're good enough. People will turn on you. You're smart enough. You're good enough. Everything's okay. I know, man, but just... ah!" Like, that office has to have energy just dripping off the walls. Just Kurt lives there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, Rough. Anyways, like, yeah, I mean, it's so it's, Studio it's, six, six, it's six. easy to put Foo Fighters in kind of like a uh, ambivalent space in my head, but they've got some great songs. Dave Roll, Dave Grohl's written some great songs. I mean, they're mostly in, in the nineties, the, the yeah. early career of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Not so much lately. I think there's a certain level of like complacency that's inevitable if you've been doing the same thing for thirty years and you're a millionaire. That yeah. you're like, mm, am I really gonna try to crack that that uh you know that crack that code to find the one song that everyone in the world is gonna sing along to? Well, you have something to lose, you know that too. You know, it's like all the good shit happens. Well, for me anyway, well, like, my, like when I think about music, all the good shit that happens happens because you, you're just some kid and you just dare to do what other people won't do. Right. You know? Yeah, and then also like it doesn't matter what he does now. It doesn't matter what Paul McCartney or David Grohl does now. They can go out and tour the first five songs that they're known for for eternity. Yeah, and yeah. people will pay them, you know, hundreds of dollars per seat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're set. Yeah. That's where you're making all your money anyways. Anyway, so Studio 666. <laughs> um, so it starts out pretty strong, very into the horror element. There's a girl crawling and then very similar to... Uh, uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. There's a hammer to the head, and and it really, really dwells on it. Yeah, it dwells on that violence. 
And then it goes into a scene with the Foo Fighters talking with Jeff Garland uh, that felt truly cringe. Like, it was painful for me. I really? like I if, like the opening when he's talking about Dune and Waterworld and it, like talking about how they're the greatest movies in the world. This felt the see, I'm so interested that you that you felt like truly cringe because it did feel that way to me too. But it felt like curb your enthusiasm. Because even with what's his face there, right? Jeff, yeah, Jeff Garland. Yeah. So see that's the thing is like uh Larry David is really good at coming up with scenarios that you can improv and yeah. Like, um, wing it off of. Right. And uh, that's not the case here because it feels like an improv script, uh-huh. like very similar to yeah. Curb, but it's so meandering because there's not a strong purpose to the scene other than you need to record an album because I'm in trouble. Wow. You've you've just summarized the whole movie. Yeah. It's very meandering and, and without right strong direction and the one thing that was like really cringe was like i was worried about it was that the foo fighters in this first scene were i was worried that it was going to be painful to watch him because oh yeah they were low energy it was low energy like i didn't get what they were trying to do with it it's not very apparent yeah it's like kind of like it felt like a uh mtv movie awards sketch Yes. Oh, wow. That's so, yeah, that's yeah. so true. And uh, and I thought to myself, like, Dave Grohl really needs some Jack Black energy. Yeah. Like, it, it, it needs that, like, frantic, like, yeah. overacting and, like, jutting out your arms and stuff to talk about this thing that you're going to do. So, I mean, you compare this with Pick of Destiny. Yeah. That's an HD movie. And you're like... Oh, that's immediately like strong concept and delivery. And this was like, we're still kind of deciding what we're doing. Like, here's the premise and we're not going to bother trying to make it interesting. We're just going to say it. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of interesting because I think you've, I think you've kind of dialed into something here, which is, and something that you said earlier, this feels a lot like a, like a high school production Uh and it feels that way down down to its core uh-huh. because i think they shot this in in order like it would not surprise me right if this was all <laughs> shot in order because it does the energy throughout feels that way right you got the start which is like we're kind of we don't really know what we're know doing where this is going and then you get the you know the 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 middle of the first act second act where they're really hitting their stride and they got a lot of energy uh-huh. and things are coming together and it's fun and funny and goofy and then you got like uh oh, we got to we got to figure out how to finish this thing. Right. And then that end just just they're just like grasping it. It's just uh-huh. like, I don't know. What do you what do you do? Well, the thing's got to, you know, it's still like it feels a lot like they shot it in sequence. Yeah. In, in true sequence. There are some cool things like um, some of the concepts are pretty great, <laughs> like when they're testing the drum. And they're finding like the perfect spot for it, and Dave Grohl looks like a super pretentious asshole making the the tech move it from like quarter inch to the left to an inch to the right. And here we have our first uh, our first biggest, well, for me the biggest. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, gag? No, not gag. Uh, the the uh, the person that Carrie, you got Carrie King from Slayer. Oh right, it was his drum tech. Uh-huh. The lead singer, or the not the lead singer, the lead guitarist for Slayer. Mm is is his drum tech and looks like moving the yeah yeah the, but it's like it's got these things where they're clapping and then like the uh sudden flash of a demon face mm-hmm. happens and then they get the snare in the right place and it just like boom yeah it has like this ethereal otherworldly ring to it uh-huh. all of a sudden uh-huh. and it's it's kind of funny. It works. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's, a, it's a the problem is the whole movie is a bunch of these little side show gags, right? The gag, 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 and then at some point it decides to firm it up, right? You know, right. it's like, no, nah, we're not doing gags anymore. Now it's a movie. And it's like, hey man, we got to record this album. Man, we really got to record this album. We, well, it's really hard recording this album. So let's get these tracks down on the album. Oh no, hell, hell is coming. <laughs> right. Um, so that the one question I had after I left this movie, again, this is a thing where 
if you knew you were going to spend this much money and put this much effort into it, like you would do things differently. And I think one of the main things that they would do differently is make it more of a musical. Like they would have, they miss such a, it's so, it's so weird. Like I would, it would probably be a welcome hour and 50 minute runtime if there were just some music breaks in it. Totally. If they were just like played a full song. I don't even like the Foo Fighters and I'm like, yep. Yeah. I hate musicals too. Right. But total, total mischance. And it's not like they didn't do anything with music. The whole, the whole thing was just the same song over and over. Right. It was just them riffing. It was a badass song. It was like a, it was like, I mean, it was watching a jam band. Yeah. Trying to come up with a riff after a riff. Yeah. But there's no singing. There's no like actual performance. Right. You know? Um, so it's just like, feels like this whole. I feel like the director's like, cut for this movie could be so much cooler than the real movie. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Cause <laughs> I think, uh, the director was probably out of his, um, comfort zone with this. So one of the things that I noticed is like how flat, this movie was. And it's one of those things that you don't notice it until it's not there. Like, oh, a huge part of directing and like um, framing of shots and positioning and staging shots is like making it visually interesting and telling the story through visuals. Mm -hmm. And that's just not here at all. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so many scenes where it's just two band members flat against like a wall behind them. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like there's no depth of field. There's no like, um, like details around like where they're at or, you know, little touches or camera movement. It's literally just like, again, that's what makes it feel like a high school video production. Yeah. Cause it's like, We've got a friend's uh, a friend owns a Shiloh Inn, so we could shoot in the conference room for you know this day during the nights and gotta uh, go for comfort in. So you, uh, I literally had a friend that his dad owned a Shiloh Inn. We shot video production. Was it this Shiloh Inn in in uh, Uh, Salmon Creek? Salmon Creek, yeah. Damn. He's got a podcast of his own, too. No, what uh-huh. is it? It's a Simpsons podcast. It's the, oh, that's uh, him. The 138th. Yeah. Spectacular. Simpsons podcast or something like that. Wow. Um. So. Is he still doing that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I checked and he's still doing it. How's Last, it going? Do you know? I don't, I don't we gotta, know. We got to reach to out to them. I haven't listened I to I love it. The Simpsons. Yeah. Well, Who, the, the, the. I know, I know, I know. They just do shitty episodes of <laughs> They it. just do every episode past season 12 all, or something all the good like ones. that. Um, so, anyways, what was I saying? So, yeah, I mean, it's like... Super flat. Super flat, boring, visually. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, there's not a lot of thought and care put into this. Th- that's true, except for the... There were a few things that worked really well, which was the spooky creature design, those red eyes right. and red mouths. Fucking amazing. Right. Just... just the special Top effects, tier. like whenever they were doing like the special effect shots or the action shots, like that's when it got interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Um, yeah. So, bu- 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 did you know that the screenplay was done by Jeff uh, Bueller? Now, I know that's not going to ring too much of a bell for you, but back in 2019, Jeff Bueller was responsible for. Writing The Prodigy, <laughs> which is notable in its complete unnotableness. That's my that's my touchstone for average. Right. It's a most averagely average movie. Uh-huh. And then also he did the screenplay for, conversely, Pet Cemetery 2019. Hmm. Crazy, right? Weird. Man, Pet yep. Cemetery 2019. That feels like forever ago. Right? Three years ago. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. He also did the screenplay for Midnight Meat Train. So mm. he's not, he's not. That's what I call my dick. Because <laughs> it only Honey, rides at night. You ready for the Midnight Meat Train? And she's like, never. No. <laughs> and you're like, understandable. I'd be yeah. concerned too. Um, It's more like a Midnight Meat Trolley. 
<laughs> if we're honest. <laughs> Midnight meat delivery truck. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what else can we talk about? Midnight meat cart. <laughs> Whitney Cummings is pretty great in this and like her little bit part. There's a pretty good jump scare with her. She's, I mean, I just love looking at her. She's so beautiful. She's great, and she's she's really funny. Like, I watched her special. Oh, yeah, she's very funny. Um, she has a great podcast. Yeah. Not that it needs us to bump it or right. anything like that. Um, there is one thing, and this is like the, the toxic male in me. Like, her face just looks weird to me for some reason. It's because like, she had some work done. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just don't. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just don't. Or if you do 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 that, make sure you have more money than God. Like, you think you have a lot of money until you have work on your face done. And then you go, oh, this isn't Beyonce money. This is uh, Whitney Cummings money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, if I were a Hollywood actress, I would ask. Or actor. I would ask, who does the plastic surgery work for all the men because when men get work done on their face like it's so much harder to notice you just realize like hey wait tom cruise looks Mm. almost the same as he did like 20 years ago like you can tell there's work done but it's for some reason it's not like stretched weird i think that boils down to the choices that men and women make Mm. like i think a lot of women go she had work done and that's a safe thing to do right like they don't whereas the the man will just go like you're the professional i don't know what to do here like i I don't know how to comb my hair right right Right. you're the you do it you know whereas whereas i think a lot of women would come into it with a strong opinion about like i want my lips to be gigantic (laughs) it's like i think with the men like you're not going to talk her out of that Whereas the guy's like, uh, I look old, and yeah. the doctor goes, I I know what to do, and just let me do it. And the guy will be right. like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. I think there's, well, societally, I think there's a lot more acceptance for the degradation of the male face oh, yeah, that over too, time. For so sure. really, if you, a little bit goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It's like, the men aren't trying to hide every single wrinkle or sign that they're older than they were when they were 20. And women feels like they're literally trying to make their face look as tight. There's a lot more keeping up with the Joneses going on. For, as for possible. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, but also uh, like. But con- Whitney Cummings, I don't think she does not fall into the into like. No, she's not. had a little work done and it shows, but it's not. It's not bad. Right. It's pretty, pretty good. Like, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And she's got a body. Oh, my God. That works. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and man, that was the ma- one thing that I was wishing for this movie. What oh, I mean, total. They even had the scene where she was doing him. Yeah, and uh, wow, that that kill was. She got completely evis- eviscerated in half. Uh, it was a double evisceration at the same time. It was great. Can I see one today? I just want to see one of your titties. Whitney Cummings. Oh, yay, David. Yay. Whitney Cummings. Sorry for stepping on that. Um, so, yeah. Um, the other really good um, cameo was... Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. I could not stop laughing at Will Forte. Yeah. And he was... I mean, it was pretty subtle for Will Forte. Like, just... He was the delivery driver, but also had like a fledgling band that he wanted to get the demo tape to. And David laughed out loud every time the the cover of the the CDR was shown. It was called the name of his band was Bone Structure. <laughs> that is such a that is such a never gonna make it forty year old. <laughs> Heavy metal rock band name. I can't even like yeah. bone structure. Bone structure. Oh my god! Can you play our Will Forte clip real quick? I I don't know. You oh. take your time in finding it. But Will Forte uh, is it plays MacGruber. 
I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can, you can fuck, fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. Just point at something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, MacGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's him talking to Dave Grohl in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, have you seen MacGruber yet, the movie? No. Oh, man, you gotta watch it. Is it they, great? They have a series on Peacock now that I, I'm really tempted to get the subscription so that I can watch it. Um, yeah, the movie is like an unappreciated gem. Like, really, the thing about Will Forte is that he commits like to an oppressive degree. Mm-hmm. Like he has no shame with where he's going to go. Yeah, no, he's he's fabulous, and yeah. and in this, I. I really loved I loved all the cameos in this movie. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was great. The deaths were pretty fantastic. Um, lots of really good gore. So that hammer to the head in the beginning. Um, they've got, you know, the, what was that? The lead guitarist of. Oh, yeah. Carrie King. Something. Krug. Slayer. And he got electrocuted underneath the mixing desk. It's totally metal. And then, uh, what else happens? It's probably the the best death is one of the Foo Fighters. Uh, it, one of the guitarists, I, I guess, is fucking Whitney Cummins. Yeah, and they be, get double eviscerated mm-hmm. with a chainsaw. Yeah, sp- like bisected down the middle. It's great. It's yeah. great. The only problem was her bra stayed on even through that. Yeah. Even through that. Nice tits, bitch. Um, that's David. Whoa, that's thanks killing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Like the the thing is, like it really doesn't get going, and there's not much in the middle um, to hold your attention. There's a couple good mo- moments in the middle that I really liked, and I wish they would have leaned in and had more moments like it. Yeah, which was number one, the Lionel Richie cameo, where Dave starts playing um, "Hello." Yeah, and Lionel Richie comes in and is like, "That's my goddamn song. You stop." Which would have been great and would have made sense more if they had more musical interludes yeah. like that. Yep. Um, the other one, one of my favorite lines was Dave's like in his sleep and he's starting to get haunted by these demons, and he's like kind of rustling out of sleep and he's like, "Taylor, sleep in your own bed tonight," <laughs> which is just really funny to me. <laughs> yeah all i mean this does i mean what it does do great is the comedy and it's just you know the guys being goofy yeah and they're having fun just having the most fun and you can you can tell i love when pat when dave Grohl is in the basement and he had found the the sacrificed raccoon and he comes out of there and he's all shooken up and pat's standing there with chips (laughs) And he, uh, and he and Dave pushes past him. He's like, get out of my way. And he drops his chips and he steps on him. And Pat's like, what a dick. And then later on, he's explaining to the band, like, this is where I saw Dave because I was, I was down this long hallway eating chips. <laughs> and the guys were like, of course you are. <laughs> like, like, it's such an obvious, you know, like. And I love that everyone in, in the band has a, a bedroom, but Pat Smear doesn't. Right. He's just like sleeping on the kitchen counter. It's the most comfortable place I could find. And mm-hmm. it's near the food. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah was- um, and then like the last 20 minutes, it decides to be like, oh, yeah, this is what the movie's about. It like sh- tells you, okay, this is a haunted mansion because there's this living book that needs blood sacrifices to be fed and demands that the song be completed and perfected in order to open up a portal to hell that's what all the like spookiness is serving Mm -hmm. and then they do that and then they fight and then the end there's like four false endings to this movie where i was like oh finally finally we get to be done with this (laughs) yeah um and man i just wish one of them had been the real ending (laughs) yeah it's kind of like lord of the rings and that like okay, seriously. All right. Okay. Okay. So I wish I wish it went harder in terms of like, um, you know, 
plot <laughs> and like really writing it as a comedy mm-hmm. and committing to it and having you know higher energy and more stuff happening so um wasn't in the wasn't in the uh wasn't in the cards yeah so who would like this if you're a rabid foo fighters fan look here's the exact yeah there's two segments that'll just this will hit home for perfectly um when first of all when this is on streaming that that's when you see it Mm -hmm. but specifically if you are a if you love indulging in psychedelics or lots and lots of marijuana, <laughs> great. This is great. This is going to be a, a blast, a super fun time. Mm-hmm. Or if you love the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. And why not both? If you love the Foo Fighters and love getting all lit up. There's probably some crossover. A little bit, I imagine. Not how as much as you might think, though. <laughs> how much? So here's the thing. This is a completely separate part of the conversation. Sometimes I see I'm a, I'm like a teetotaler. I I barely ever drink, but when I do, like, it takes me a lot to get going. Um, but I see these rock stars that are like drinking beers every time they're performing, and like they've always got like a handle of whiskey mm, or whatever. Yeah, it's like. How can you drink alcohol every day to the point where it's like just your preferred beverage? Right. And not have problems with it. Like you are all do. these are all these people alcoholics and yeah. just like Yeah, a lot of them exist on alcohol. Like right. that is the few, the calorie intake that they have for the day, you know? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcoholic. Because I saw Dave Grohl on Hot Ones on the okay the Hot yeah, Wings yeah. show. And like part of it was he brought drinks and they're like, just, it seems like they were drinking a lot. I'm like, how drunk is Dave Grohl at any given moment on a day? Because is it just every night that they're performing, they're just like wasted? I don't know. It just feels weird to me. I mean, a lot of people have no problem maintaining, dude, you know? Yeah. That is that is a real thing where there are people who can just drink and uh, and also not completely ruin their lives and uh, be massive, ultra-massive, world-renowned rock stars. Mm-hmm. That exists, for right. sure. It's just a lot of them die. Right. Yeah. Just, you're, you're not... Look, you're Dave Grohl. You knew someone who died of drug right. use or mm, Courtney Love. Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah, an overdose of love pellets. <laughs> an overdose <laughs> of love. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah. So that's who should see it. Okay, so now is the time to make it better. Oh, okay. This is our game where we're going to. Rewrite Studio Six Six Six, and just make it a better movie. Okay, I'm gonna intro it in. Okay. Ew, 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 David. Ew, no, David. Oh my God, ew, David. We gotta make it better because right now it's kind of ew. Okay, so got Studio Six Six Six. Okay. Do you have any? Let's. Where, where are we starting with this bad boy? Um, should we make it about Slayer instead? <laughs> no, we got to keep the cast. We got to oh. keep it Foo Fighters. But, um, and I think like the premise of them recording their album would be good. I would again, I would make it a musical. Okay, I'd, like have other musical interludes. Keep the haunted house, but it's haunted by Kurt Cobain's ghost. Wow. Yeah, and Kurt Cobain is like Dave. I mean. It's it's pretty good your your cute little songs you got here, but I mean, I've got some songs from the other side that you should probably play, and people probably actually like them better. Wow, I can't believe you're going this hard right now. Like, I'm I am offended. It's too soon, bro. And it's Kurt Cobain played by, um, Will Forte. Yeah, Will Forte is of the course. obvious choice yeah, yeah. right here. Okay, so ob- so there will be legal action taken by. 
Courtney Love. Courtney Love, yeah, yeah. I- assuming. Because the album so, is going to be released as co-written by Kurt Cobain. So here's how like, we We're going to see the album be published, and it's going to be like... And it's going to be open that Kurt Cobain's ghost was there and co-wrote this album. And that's when Courtney Love enters the scene. So, but, like, it's, but she can't be Courtney Love, right? She has to be Lortney Cove. Because, you know, she would never agree to have her, you know, she, she would come at legally. She would come. Right. So she's, she's the bad guy instead of the devil. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Courtney Love. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, I I love her music. I love her solo career. I love what a hot mess she is. Mm -hmm. I love that she spoke out and started uh, Me Too Mm -hmm. uh, or helped that whole Uh thing. I'm just saying in this movie, it's uh, it makes sense yeah. canonically in the real world, and she Courtney Love teams up with Rob Zombie, Lortney Cove, because Rob Zombie is also mad that they're making a movie, mm. a horror movie, and cringing, in in no, you were right, in cringing, in cringing, yeah, <laughs> can't speak English now, so they're encroaching yeah. right. on his territory, and he's like, no. Horror is music. My thing. I do music and do horror. Yeah, that's me. And so, um, Courtney and Rob Zombie uh, decide to exercise Kurt Cobain, and <sighs> Courtney or Lortney is like, "I killed him once. I can do it again." <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, and Rob Zombie's like, Whoa. like he's like, wow. Like, I thought I knew dep- the depths of depravity and, mm-hmm. and gross shit, but, bitch, you are fucking bonkers. Right. And Lurtney's like, don't cross me, Rob Zombie. And, and and Rob Zombie, of course, if he gets involved with it, his wife has to be there. Right. What's her name? She's playing Lurtney. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's her name? I have to... F- no, I have I to... I don't know. Okay. Well, I- well, let's keep going with it. Um, and Kurt Cobain is like, it's that scene in Beetlejuice where um, the the couple is aging and their jaws are falling off so they can't say Beetlejuice, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. That's the scene with Kurt, and he's trying to reach out to Dave Grohl, and he's like, Dave Grohl, save me. Sherry Moon. Save me, how you had how you didn't the first time. Yeah. Um, oh. And oh. Dave's like... I'll save him with the power of my rock. And then the huge musical number yeah. um, summons the devil. Right. And uh, the, and like all the demons and like all the, the demons are all like the, the old hair metal bands, like great white. Right. Who, so uh, like great white appears, like all the, all the dead rock stars that are in hell. All the hair metal know. bands that, that Kurt helped to squash. There's like, like grunge. There's like uh, Jimi Hendrix. There's, um, you know, like all all these other rock stars. Um, Bob Denver's there. Uh, Bob Denver. <laughs> uh, and they they all get together and they're playing this rock song and they just blow away Lortney Smith and and Rob Zombie. Lortney Cove. Lortney Cove. And. Uh, Rob Zombie and they're dead on the floor and they say finally we've we've won the war but wait Rob Zombie turns into a zombie and that's the this is like the the pin on the end mm-hmm, the, um, the the false ending yeah yeah uh, Rob Zombie turns into a zombie and then the last shot we see is Rob Zombie uh, biting into Dave Grohl's neck and he's gonna become a zombie himself that's the sequel I like it you know. Actually, it's kind of interesting. I think about, I think about Dave Grohl's like the Foo Fighters music, and I'm like, eh. but you got Rob Zombie's music, and I'm there the whole way. I love it. It's great. Hmm. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah, not a big fan. I only know like one Rob Zombie song, the Living Dead Girl one. Oh, great! That's a great one. It's a good one. Yeah, bang in the back of my Dragula. Yeah, yeah. The the, the uh, what's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think we made it better. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, I did too. Um, 
Expecting we'll hear from Courtney Love's lawyer. Richard Band. Hears this. Richard Band should be in on the project. No, I think that would make it better if he wasn't. Oh, <laughs> hey. I'm sorry, Rich, Charles Band. Charles Band. What you're hey, yeah, we, if you want to hear Charles Band, we interviewed him on one of our least popular <laughs> episodes. Least successful episodes because um, it was released like a couple days before Christmas. The Ginger Dead Man, we get like a half hour long interview with Charles Band, the, the king of schlock. exploitation and schlock. Shocker. No one cares. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of a big deal. In I know it meant a lot horror. to me. Yeah, it meant a lot to me too. I thought I thought it was great, but nobody listened to it. Yeah. Anywho, anyways, um, so that's the show. Thank you for listening. Again, go to our website horrormovietalk.com. Follow us on social media. Join our Facebook group. Um, got a lot of fan interaction and horror like-minded horror fans um, post funny stuff on there all the time. Um, if you're local to the area, please. And if you're not. And if you're not and, and wealthy enough to buy a plane ticket to Portland on a whim. Do it because you're going to get so to see here, The Exorcist in the theater. In the theater with other loving horror fans. With hundreds of other Plus, people. you're like, oh, I can't. That's too much to buy a plane ticket. Hey, you can get free popcorn for The Exorcist showing. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> That's on March 25th. We got The Exorcist. That's a free popcorn show. The other shows are The Burbs on April 22nd. We got The Fly on May 27th. And we got Hereditary on June 24th. All of these will be accompanied by uh, Bryce and yours truly. And we're going to go all out in terms of making this a fun night. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing live show kind of stuff, and uh, we need your support. So please, please come to the show. If you buy those tickets on presale at Kiggins Theater, spelled R E dot com, you can you can save a couple of bucks with the presale. I think it's eleven bucks per ticket on presale, and uh, so head on over there. And we'll see you at the Kiggins Cult of Horror. All right. Bye-bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rum, sin kiss. Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Gastritis, knee colostomy Turn Patreons into human centipedes David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert A global fucks hard, professional sex expert After pods, taglines, and porno flicks American Psycho, them guys pretty sick Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Killer on the phone, ain't no sheriff's dog. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. 
Green River Killer because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.